but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sad. It's like bittersweet. I'm sad, but I'm excited to see what God has in store for us for 2019. And I'm believing that this is going to be your best year yet for each and every one of you. And um, I'm super excited because I get to share the stage with my beautiful, anointed, awesome mother, wife, best friend. Sonia Williams is going to be teaching you guys tonight. So I'm super excited. Super excited. I mean, I always say this, behind every successful man and great man, there's a woman with her foot up her butt, his butt, and uh, that size eight has been, yeah, I won't go any further. So that being said, so get your notepad, or whatever you're going to take notes on, because you're going to want to take notes. This is going to be a great message to end the year strong, but then start and kick off 2019, you know, with a bang. So without further ado... Without further ado, please welcome to the stage my beautiful wife, Sonia Williams! Ah, I'll go along with you, Phoebe. Ah. Okay, I can't do it. <laughs> Give it up. Thank you, guys. Well, happy New Year's almost. So close. Tomorrow, you guys got plans? Getting excited? Yeah? So 2019 starts a new year. What are some things you guys are looking forward to? I can't see you. That's why I always go on the floor. What are you looking forward to? Basketball stuff? Nice. What you got? Soccer? You guys ready to go back to school? All right, then you got to give me something. What are you excited about? I mean, <laughs> all right, well. With the new years, we always talk about new things, like what we're going to do differently, how, you know, we're going to start things fresh, like whatever, you know, you guys got stuff in your minds. I know that Pastor Steve was talking about reading the Bible, going through the whole year reading the Bible, and so that's something that you guys probably have on your agenda, and encourage you guys to put it on your agenda if it's not. Um, we talk about, during Christmas time, Jesus' birth, and that's what we focus on is the birth of our Savior. It's an amazing um celebration of what he gave to us and that's his life and so what I want to talk to you is often we don't talk about like Mary and Joseph and their account and like what they experienced when Jesus was born and so I want to take you back to when Mary and Joseph were betrothed they were engaged to be married and so during an engagement um it's a like a longer long period of time like we do now and stuff but back then it often was considered that you would be married like you're basically committed like there was no kind of backing out and so I want you to think about if you were Mary and Joseph and you're Mary which is a young woman and Joseph who is like um, a young adult and they're thinking about getting married and they're like think about what you think about today okay so she's watching say yes to the dress and then she's going to go over to HGTV and she's going to check out house hunters because you know she's got to get the the pad and she's she's like Joseph you know come on so she's got these things lined up and all this stuff and Joseph is like okay so in his mind he's like all right I gotta provide for this what kind of house you looking at you know and let's slow down on the kids and all this other stuff so they've got these plans in their mind about what they're gonna do with their lives they're like excited and let's be real Joseph's like I'm getting married I'm getting married so he's ex you know he's got all these plans let's be real She's got plans. She's like, you know, I'm going to do all this stuff. And all of a sudden, an angel comes to her and says, Mary, you're going to be pregnant with the Holy Spirit. 
what? Wait, so I'm not getting the big house? What? Like, what's going on? You know, think about what she might have been thinking at that moment. First of all, I'm going to read a little bit about what it talks about in Luke 1, 28. The angel Gabriel, he's an archangel that, um, archangels that does announcements. And so when he shows up, he's going to announce something. And he shows up periodically, and he does these announcements. And so he says to her, he's like, basically, greetings. You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. At this point, Mary's startled. And she's obviously got some kind of look on her face, like, what is going on? And he says to her, stop being afraid, Mary, because you have found favor with God. Listen, you will become pregnant, and you will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, the son of the most high. So then Mary begins to ask the angel, like, wait, how's this happen? Like, how's this going to happen? Because I haven't had relations with a man. So obviously in the Bible, they did sex and dating. So there you have it, if you ever wonder. It's there. She knew she wasn't with a man, so how am I going to have this baby? And so the angel answers her and says, the Holy Spirit will come over you, and the power of the Most High will surround you. He also says, you know, your cousin Elizabeth is going to be with a child, um, even in her old age. Nothing is impossible with respect to any of God's promises. Then Mary said, truly I am the Lord's servant. Let everything that you have said to me happen to me. And then the angel left. So a couple of things in here. First of all, he stops her and he's like, okay, don't be afraid. He's like, this is what's going to happen. This is what Mary does. She's not like, I'm sure in her mind she might have been like, wait, dude, what? Like, wait, huh? But she simply says, okay, so explain to me how this is going to happen. Because I know, like, I haven't been with a man, but you're telling me I'm going to have a baby. So tell me how this happens. And the angel simply says, okay, the Holy Spirit's going to come on you and surround you and you will have a bit you'll be pregnant and so she says okay she says okay that's it he didn't say okay well like in six months you'll get married you're gonna hide the kid joseph's gonna be there then you're gonna go here and you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that and you're gonna do all these things he just says this is how it's gonna happen and she says okay she says okay how many times has god asked us to do things and we just say okay or do we want to know all the little details before we're like mm, let me debate on that one. I'm not sure. Wait, this is so not my plan. My plan, I met this nice guy. Joseph was a nice guy. Says it in the word that he was a, he was a good man. So she's like, I got a good man. I got this planned out. Like, we're, we're going to do all this stuff. She didn't. She just said, okay. So to me, that's like amazing that this young woman, because she was young. She was a teenager between 13 and 18 years old. That she's just like, okay, God, I trust you. So it talks a lot about her relationship with God where she's like, okay, I'm gonna, this is like big. Come on. Nowadays, if somebody says, I'm pregnant and I haven't been, I'm in a virgin, what do you guys say? So if you would say it, what do you think they were thinking? What do you think she would think? Like, come on, this isn't legit, is it? But she trusted that God sent this angel to speak to her and she just said, okay. So let's be clear. Mary had a choice. She could have said, there's, God has given us free will. So everything that we do is a choice of our own. And so when the angel came and said, Mary, you're going to have a baby, and it's going to be the son of God, she could have said, whoa, time out, not happening. I'm not your girl. you got to pick somebody else. And he would have said, okay, because that's who God is. He doesn't force anything on us. But Mary had a choice. She 
asked her a question. She said, okay, everything that you said to me, let it happen. I'm in. Now, were there questions? Were there doubts? Were there things that she had to deal with? Of course. Of course. So when God asks you guys to do things, and he's going to ask us to do things in 2019 that he hasn't asked before, we have to weigh it out and say, okay, God, am I going to trust you? I need some details. Give me a little bit of detail. Well, this is how it's going to happen, but that's all I'm giving you. Are you going to be okay with that little bit of detail? And just say, okay, I'm in. Whatever you said, I'm in. Or are you going to need more and more and more and say, mm, not this time. Pick them. Pick the guy next to me, the girl next to me. I'm not it. And so she's an amazing example. Now let's talk about Joseph. Because he was just like, again, he had his plans and what he was going to do with his life, with his new wife. He's excited, I'm sure. We're going to get married. We're going to have a family. I'm going to be a provider. I'm going to have um, children, which is a big deal because then his um, family line is passed on. His name is passed on. And so Joseph, in his mind, he found that um, Mary was pregnant. It doesn't really, the Bible doesn't really say, like, Mary came to him and was like, I'm pregnant. I'm sure she started to show, and he was like, okay, she's not been faithful. Like, what's up with this? I'm a good man, and I'm sure he might have been hurt. He might have been like, okay, now what am I going to do? But it says that he's a good man, and he didn't want to embarrass her in public. And so he, it says he was going to just quietly put her away and, I guess, divorce her. Because at that time they were betrothed, but it still meant they were married. So he's probably just going to be like, all right, you know, hide her away. And then that wasn't part of his plan. And so an angel came to him again in Matthew 119. says Joseph was a good man, and he didn't want to embarrass Mary in front of everyone. So he decided to quietly divorce her. While Joseph was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord appeared to him in a dream. I'm going to pause a little bit. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. In 2019, God may give you dreams. You have the choice, just like Joseph, whether it's in a real dream or a vision or when he's speaking to you while you're reading the word. He may give you this dream, and you have the same choice Joseph did when he woke up what you were going to do with that dream. And so the angel said, Joseph, the baby that Mary will be have is from the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and marry her. And then after her baby is born, name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. After, Jer after Joseph woke up, he and Mary were soon married, and just as the, the Lord's angel had told him to do, um, they did not sleep together before the baby was born. Then Joseph named him Jesus. And so Joseph woke up and he made that decision, that same choice to say yes to God. The angel came to him, spoke to him, and said, okay, Joseph, here's your choice. Joseph could have woken up and said, not doing it. Sorry, I'll quietly divorce her, but I'm not going to stay with her. It's not my child. I'm not raising somebody else's child. He had all these decisions to make, but he woke up, and he said, okay, and he married her. Um, talk about plans. Okay, they're going to get married. He's come to terms with it. She's pregnant. All right, we're going to get through this. And all of a sudden, Caesar Augustus says, okay, I'm taxing all you guys, and in order to tax you, I need a census. I need to count you. So Joseph came from the line of David. His dad is actually Jacob, um, and he came from the line of David. And so he had to go to the city of David, which is Bethlehem. I want you to look at this. So in Joseph's obedience, God knew he was, the, was in the line of David. So he knew he was going to go to Bethlehem with his virgin wife. 
these are all things that were prophesied. God knew the plan for Mary and Joseph from the very beginning. He gave them the opportunity to say yes or no. God knows your plan from the beginning to the end. And he's giving you that opportunity and that choice. So sometimes we don't say yes immediately. But God will ask you again. And you shake it off. In 2019, 2018, he may have asked you to do stuff. And you're like, nah, not me. I'm not ready. I'm not qualified. I'm not this. Whatever the lies that have been in your head that the enemy comes to you. Whatever it is. Or just lazy. I mean, we all, I've done it. No, I'm not up for it. It's work. You know, whatever. Whatever our excuses are, in 2019, you have that same opportunity. God says, okay, now, you can say, yep, I'm doing it this time. I'm doing it. Let's do it. Let's get on it. And so God knows the plans he has for you, just like he did for Mary and Joseph. He knew that Joseph came from that line, and so they went to Bethlehem. I want you guys to think about Joseph. He's thinking about his honeymoon. He's got his pregnant wife, that's not his child, on a donkey for a week to 10 days traveling. Okay, think about all of you getting on a donkey right now, and you're not pregnant. Think about that. On a donkey for a week pregnant. Obviously, she gave birth in Bethlehem, so she was very pregnant, right? Like, close to the due date. <laughs> so, very pregnant. What do you think Joseph, I mean, he had the opportunity to be like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Her, the donkey, I gotta go here. What? Or, no, this is, okay, I agree to this. I'm doing this. God's got this. Let's go. So, they go, and of course, they get to Bethlehem. God's plan they go with, they go, it says that after, I, I skipped this part, but it says that after the angel of the Lord came to Mary and told her that she was going to be pregnant and that her cousin was going to be pregnant, she sang a song. There's an entire chapter of a song where she's praising the Lord. I don't know how many people would praise the Lord when they just found out they were pregnant and they didn't do anything. They'd freak out. But she loved the Lord that much and trusted him that much that she sang a song to him, an entire chapter in here praising him. That was her trust in him. And that's where I'm encouraging you guys and myself to get to. When he tells us to do something, let's trust him. Let's praise him. Even if she's a little nervous, like, oh, my gosh. If they found out, they, they could have killed her and stoned her for having sex with somebody other than who she was betrothed to. Seriously. But instead, she rejoiced God. And she said, you know what, God? I'm not quite sure how all this is going to work out, but this is what you said, and I'm going to trust you. And sometimes you just got to do that. It's like jumping out of the plane with your parachute. You're trusting that it was packed right. Hail Mary. Just do it. And so as they're going through, what if they would have said no? They wouldn't have been able to experience this great experience that it, they experienced. I know that those questions, those kind of things, oh, she's pregnant, and am I going to take her? That's a hard thing. But in nowhere in the Bible does it say that they complained, that they weren't happy, that later in life they weren't together. None of that stuff. And so God blessed them as they're going through. As at, Right after Jesus was born, the shepherds were out in the fields close by. And I think this is really cool because God is in the details. He may not give us all of the details, but he's in them. That the shepherds were actually tending to the lambs, wait for it, the lambs that were going to be sacrificed in the next Passover. So even in the shepherds, pastoring lambs, Jesus, the lamb of God, who was sacrificed for our sins, 
shepherds were tending to land. There's a city, it's, and God knew that. He knew all of this was lined up. So he says, sends an angel, same angel, Gabriel. If J- Gabriel shows up, pay attention. He will say, don't be scared, because you will be scared. Um, what a good scare. He says, the angel tells them, hey, the Son of God has been born. Go visit him. So they go visit him. When they get there, they tell everybody, oh, my gosh, this is what the angel said. The Son of God's born. And everybody that heard it, everybody that heard what the angel had told them and what God had done rejoiced and was excited. Mary pondered it in her heart, as much of us women do. We ponder in our hearts. Yes, we do. But everybody else, like, rejoiced in it. It says that the shepherds went back to where they came from, and they rejoiced in the Lord. When you say yes to God and what he's asked you to do, people will rejoice in the Lord. That's amazing. Like, what we have, other people will see, and they will catch, and they will get when we say yes to him. And these shepherds were rejoicing. The other people that were there, they were rejoicing in what they did. This is the part you guys will really like. So after that, the wise men came, the magi, and they brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When God calls you to do stuff and he's asked you to do stuff, he provides. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Let me speak in today's terms. They brought a big Gucci case, and it had some diamonds and gold in it, and your best cologne, perfume girls, and they left it for Jesus. Here you go. He was bawling, and he was a baby in the manger, okay? I'm just saying. This is who... When you look at it historically, frankincense, myrrh, and gold are the most expensive gifts that you can bring anybody. So he didn't show, they didn't show up with chump change. They showed up with the most expensive stuff that they could bring, and they gave it to Jesus. A couple of reasons. To worship him, to honor him. They're symbolic and all that other stuff. But the other thing is, is to finance his family, to be able to sell the the gold and different things like that so that they can live. God provides. When he asks you to do something, he always provides. And he always shows up unexpectedly, and he doesn't show up with chump change. He never does, ever. And so in 2019, will you say yes to what Jesus asked you to do? A lot of times we think, okay, well, what is he going to ask me to do? Is it, you know, like we have these ideas in our head about Jesus And, like, he's going to ask us to start up a ministry tomorrow. Instead of him saying, hey, you know what, there's a new person. Let me invite them into my group. might be a little bit awkward. I may not be able to go to the party because I made plans with them instead, but I'm getting to know them. Or when somebody new comes into your circle, they may not get the same joke. So it's a little, you know, there's, like, some working around you got to do until they, like, mesh in. Don't you think that when um, Joseph had to postpone his honeymoon, and that when he's looking at Mary and she's pregnant and it's not him, that wasn't awkward. They weren't his plans. Just like your plans may not be your plans when that small voice says, hey, do this. Hey, don't do that. Hey, what about this? Are you listening? Or are you just like, eh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Because see, Mary was your age. And that was a huge thing that she said yes to. God sometimes is whispering to you to just do the little things, the simple things. Sometimes he says do the hard things. 
And you got to put your parachute on and you say, okay, I'm doing it. Not sure how it's going to happen. Not sure how I'm going on this mission trip. Many of you guys can testify to that. Don't know where I'm going to get the money or how I'm going to make it happen. Some of you, I know they're not here tonight, but some of you have had parents that are like, I'm never going to let them go. And the Lord spoke to them and said, I knew they were going to ask me and they let them go. One of the things that um, I believe that when Mary and Joseph said yes, that they had peace the entire time. That they had peace. Even though there were some things that they didn't understand and they might have gotten a little like, okay, how's this going to work out? You know, if somebody finds out she's pregnant, you know, but I think there was this peace. Like, I said yes to you, God, and I may not understand all of it, and there may be little things in the natural that make me a little nervous. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. And this peace just flowed over them and allowed them to follow through with this. Right after they went and the baby was born, they didn't even get to go back home. Talk about that. Joseph's like, dude, why'd you drag me around watching all these house hunters and stuff, and we didn't even get ones that we can go back to? They had to go to Egypt for like five years. Talk about, like, not part of the plan. Mary's thinking, dude, I was going to be around my cousin. She was pregnant. We were going to raise our kids together. All these things change. But God's plans are better than ours. And we just have to be willing to say yes. We have to be willing to not be hard on ourselves that when we said no, that the next time he says yes, we're not beating ourselves up. We just say, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. I got this. I'm going to do this again. So I'm going to encourage you guys, as you're praying, as you're reading your word, as you're spending time with God, as you're in the car, Put on worship. Talk to him. Let him speak to you. And when he says to do something, say, okay, all right, all right. And sometimes you're not just an immediate yes. If you, are, if you do, that's awesome. If you're not, that's okay. Let it marinate. Say, okay, God, help me. Help my yes be your yes. Help me work through this. And he will. As you're doing that, I want you to remember what um, experiences that you may miss out on there's so many experiences that you may miss out on, especially like if you've been to a mission trip and things like that, and not just mission trips here. Think about a person that you hadn't brought into your group to be your friend. That person may end up being your best friend and spend, you know, very close to you for the rest of your life, but if you never even let them into your circle, you would have never had that opportunity. And so be open to the impossible. She was pregnant, and she went with a man. Be open to God's impossible. Um, so that you can experience and you can rejoice in him. I want to remind you of some things that um, the angel told me. He said, the Lord is with you. Whenever you say yes to God, he is with you. The Lord is with you. He also said, don't be afraid. When you say yes to him, there's no need to be afraid. It's natural for us to get nervous. It's natural for us to be afraid. You just go to him and say, I'm afraid. Help me. Help me with this. And help walk you through it. He also, the angel also said to her, you are favored. Don't ever forget that you're favored. You're a child of God, and you're favored. When the enemy comes at you and tells you different, you know what to tell him. The angel also said, nothing is impossible with respect to any of God's promises. So when it seems like he's asking you to do something impossible, I'm willing to bet money, if I bet money, that God said it. Because if you could do it by yourself, why would you need him? He will ask you to do the impossible, but you will be able to do it. So I'm excited for 2019. I hope you guys are excited for 2019, and I hope that you're alert so that you can experience the amazing things that God has planned for you and that you're opening yourself up to hear him. Because if you don't open yourself up to hear him, 
won't be able to say yes. So thank you for letting me share with you tonight and encourage you to be excited about 2019. Bye, 2018. Let's say it. Let's say it. Give it up for my awesome, amazing, anointed, talented wife. That's awesome. Woo! Can we get some instrumental? Instrumental. So what an amazing work. What an amazing work. And what a great way to start out 2019. What a great way to say bye, Felicia, to 20, 2018. Come on, say that. Bye, Felicia. Because for some of us, 2018 wasn't our best, you know, some things happened in 2018. But God is promising that out of a simple act of obedience. See, Mary, she had a choice just like us, and it's that simple act of obedience that gets us the promises of 2019. So, like Sonia's saying, when, you know, when God asks you to do something in this year, he may already be working on some of you guys saying, I want you to do this. So anyone have plans for 2019? Like, you know, I wanted to do some things in 2018, but I didn't get a chance to do it. But 2019, I'm going to do this, X, Y, or Z. Anyone got those kind of plans going on? And if you don't, I want to encourage you to. Because for the, for the lack of vision, you know, we can't see where we're going. There's a reason that the, the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror in our cars. You ever wonder why the rearview mirror is so small, but the, the windshield is so big? It, it's good to look back to see what's behind us, but it's more important to see what's ahead. So... True fact. So I want to encourage you guys to, you know, open yourselves up, open your heart to see what does God have for me for 2019? Because like Pastor Steve was saying this morning, you know, you'll get what you put in. So you're saying, I want to, I want to, I want to hear God's voice. I want to, I want to, I want to know more about, you know, about, you know, God and, and, and his religion and, and relationship with him. But you get what you put in. The only way you're going to find out is if you read his word. Some may be saying, you know, I, I got these big plans and I have these dreams that I want to do. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you like I tell my own kids, you know, out of obedience, the promises come. So my kids will be like, yo, I want to go to the ball. I want to get this. I want to get that. I want to get this, you know, uh, PlayStation cards and Roblox, all these cards and stuff. But I'm like, well, what's, let's go back to the last time I asked you to do something, you know? That lack of obedience is, is where God is saying, I can't operate in that. So I guarantee you, some of you get some of you got some of you guys probably have prompt, you know, prayers that you prayed or things that you asked God for, and you didn't get them or it didn't come to pass. Anyone have things that you've asked for and it didn't come to pass? This used to happen to me so much to where I finally realized, you know, I had to go back. I used a little rearview mirror because it's smaller, but I did use a little, and I went back, and I found out that God had asked me to do this whole line of things that I didn't do. And you can call it a lack of memory, but it's really a lack of obedience to where God had asked me to do all these things, and I didn't do them. Until I went back and started to do those things is when God began to open doors for me, is when God began to speak. I began to hear his voice clearly in my life clear and concise. Anyone want to hear God's voice clear? It's like, I, I don't hear God's voice. 
because the last time he spoke to me, I didn't, I didn't listen to him. I wasn't obedient to his voice and to the call and what he asked me to do. So 2019, for this next couple of months, I'm gonna, we're going to be encouraging you guys on, you know, just there's some great things that happened in 2018. Don't get me wrong. Some really awesome things happened in 2018. But I want us to look forward to 2019 because you guys are the future. To the left and to the right of you, you're the future for, for, for ministry, for life, for, for this world. I'm looking at the future right now. So it's up to you guys. But you get out what you put in. So I want to encourage you guys to, with this Bible, uh, reading the Bible in a year, have you ever said, like, how do these people do that? How do they read the Bible in a year? How do they read? Someone's read the Bible multiple times. So this is an awesome plan that I want us to get involved in as well to read the Bible, to get more into the Word. 2019, we're going to be focusing more on His Word and what that means for us. So I'm excited. I'm really excited to see what God has in store for each and every one of you guys. And um, I, I really want us to just really have a different mindset. 